Good evening. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Time to Wind Down. This is Season 2, Episode 2. Tonight, we uh, continue our discussion about inspiration, talking to creative people, wondering what inspires them. And we uh, go from conceit to completion as, as best as we can without, you know, maybe a few sidetracks here and there. Tonight, we actually have a returning guest from season one, uh, one of my good friends that I thought would be perfect for this type of conversation. He is a published poet and has taken a venture into painting in the past year or two. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Travis Heisel. Travis, good evening. How's it going? Pretty good, buddy. Uh, How are things there? Hey, everything's good. Still painting, still writing. Okay. I think as I get into painting, I paint a little bit more than I write. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it's a flip. So, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you back on is, other than you know, you being my buddy and all, uh, is also because you don't stick to just one creative outlet. You have discovered painting. When did you? When was it that you're like, you know what, let me give this a try. And well, you know, for painting, it was only just a couple of years ago, literally. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up, I was like the kid that would just draw stick figures and um, I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't draw anything. I, I'm a very photographic person, but I couldn't just hold the image in my head and that kind of form when it, when it came to, to writing. Um, there, there is a pattern, if you want to say like psychology that I think always shows up. Like when I was a kid, um, other kids would draw and I was like in the third, fourth grade and I was pretty much like the only white kid in the school, Mm -hmm. you know, it was mostly Hispanic and I would always draw this circle and I'd put the eyes in there because that's all I like to really do. Mm -hmm. But then I would just like take the crowns and I would take half the face and I'd make it one color and I take the other half and make it a different color. And I guess I was so used to like having to fight my way home mm-hmm. that that was kind of like maybe an inspiration that to this day I reflect back now and I see what I'm painting. And then I'm like, well, you know, that's still stuck in me. Right. Right. But writing, writing, I'd, I'd always sort of done. I, I think I really wanted to do it as, as soon as I saw the movie pump up the volume. Oh, that yeah. was really like, like I was like, man, I just want to be a voice. Right. And then, um, from that movie itself, I learned of Leonard Cohen. And this is kind of funny because then years later, Leonard Cohen's songs went into Natural Born Killers soundtrack, right? Yep. And what was funny is, I, you know, I, I was a wild kid and I tried to be more mean than what I really felt in my heart and stuff like that, you know? Right. Be tough on the straights. But uh, I was like writing these really bad poems, you know, anything that shocked your conscience or something, right? Like, um, just angry stuff. And then when I saw that movie and I heard Leonard Cohen's song and I loved it, um, he's got a line in there. He says, all, all, all the lousy poets trying to sound like Charlie Manson. <laughs> and I was like, I so love him. He's so right. I've got to put this. And so I changed my pattern almost instantly. I was like, 
you, you know, you, you got to find a different way. But I didn't want to write like love poems, you know, roses are red, right. violets are blue. I didn't want to be generic. And then I've always tried to be like with anything I do. I don't want to be stuck in a lane and yeah. I don't like rules, you know. Um, uh, it's taken me years to learn like all the different stanza and verses and things like that. Um, you know, I've got the three books. I've got the letters. I've got Rosebud of Solitude, which is for my poetry. It's probably my, my greatest volume. Um, I, I enjoy it probably the most. The letters is my first book. And um, and then my third book is Heaven Took a Dump. And it's a satirical memoir. Uh, and it's got a little stab against religion. So, but I like to throw in these uh, different themes. And I find that I do that with my paintings too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like for me, if people say, you know, what inspires you, what is art, everybody's got a different opinion about what is art. Everybody, right. everybody's judgmental. And so I hate when people just claim that everything is good or everything isn't because we all have different styles like music. Exactly. Like, you know, I like two songs of the Beatles, you know, everything else, I can't stand them. Um, but you know, a bunch of people in the world would just be like, dude, you're crazy. Right. But art is the same way. I mean, like, Art to me, I mean, whether it be music, writing, paint, it's all just a remedy, right? I mean, it fills the void of expression because it allows you to be blunt or secretive in your projections. But then when you take singers, writers, and everything else, the crazy thing is, is that in some cosmic scale, people will get it. They're going to get your message and maybe they hate you or maybe they become a fan. Right. But there's just like this unhidden thing that people just connect to. You know, we hear we hear a song um, like uh, I I don't like the Funkadelics, but uh, they got this song called Maggot Brain and it's just instrumental. And it's like 12 freaking minutes long, probably for an acid trip or something. I could just like meditate or listen to that song and just like get good thoughts in my head to write. So, you know, I'm weird that way. Well, and, you know, one of the reasons why. I wanted to look into inspiration as a topic to, you know, uh, use for this season was that I'll listen to music while I'm driving and I'll be like, wow, this would be great in a movie. And then just play out something that where I could see this happening in a movie. Yes. Not actually, but not actually be like, I don't really want to write or even get a movie made in order just because I want to see this in a movie rather just have someone just take this song and insert it in this type of scene to which I'm like, well, you know, for me, that's kind of like, that makes me, you know, I'll hear different music and like, wow, this should be in the movie or see something from a movie and be like, wow, they really should have the song in it because I think it would fit really well. I think it really evoke a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of extra emotion, but you know, it, it can, it can help move, uh, maybe sway people's feelings going from one direction to another, just by inserting one or the other, uh, right. Form. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm thinking about this, what do people that actually do this? Cause I'm just, I mean, my, my art is just talking to people, which is not really much of an art. It's just something I, um, I enjoy doing, but it's, 
people that actually are successful at creating you know their forms of art what inspires them how do they do the same other people essentially also either hear music or watch something see something on tv and they feel inspired to do something in their form as well yes uh, I, so I've, I've got something a bit right in with that um for for inspiration you know like every now and then you watch a movie and maybe it wasn't meant to be violent or whatever but you get the music that they play in the end. It is wordless, you know, it's instrumental, right? Um, whether it's Mozart or something else, but yeah. you get this feeling like this vibe, like now I want to go save lives. Now I want to go box. I want to be rocky. You know, it gives you this drive. And then, so for me, I don't know if anybody could ever read playlists that people have. Yeah. Like on Spotify, I'm just under the name Heisel, but I have complete instrumentals on there that come from movies and I like to paint to them. Um, I get inspired by the music that I love too, from Leonard Cohen to Volbeat to, you know, all kinds of things. Um, but a lot of times when, when I paint, I want to listen to those instrumentals. Like I've got a lot of the background tracks to um, uh, Game of Thrones uh, in the light of the seven episode, that song was about seven, eight minutes. So, you know, I could paint a whole ear in that seven, eight minutes, you know, in a yeah. painting. And just, I, you know, I put my, um, my my bows, you know, acoustic blocking out everything else. And I got them cranked up and I'm just in there doing my thing. And I lock the door so the wife can't come in. And, you know, I'm just painting. But I'm also like that when I work out. Um, that's what I enjoy in my background. And people are like, no, you, you don't want to do the like Little Wayne stuff like that. You like that? And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I just want to be in my moment, you know, like, yeah. Maybe when I run, I'll listen to some Little Wayne or some some Volbeat or something because I hate cardio and I don't want to die. So, right. <laughs> you know, but everything else, um, like the soundtrack to, say, Gladiator, yeah. you know, it, it really just it's long and they have episodes, you know, that will conform conform to one another. So, yeah, I'm like in that moment like you, but I do the same thing with poetry, you know, while I'm painting you know, I'm thinking about writing and things like that. And then over the years, as you age, I think we just, we really do graduate in our minds to different subjects when we're talking to ourselves, you know, like yeah. it used to be about girls and trucks or, you know, how am I going to get the light bill paid? And then you sort of just move on to greater, bigger things. Yeah. Cause so. especially as you get older, it's all, <laughs> becomes a lot more existential <laughs> right um so so but but what, what i have noticed and i wrote down a note about this because i was thinking about you know what am i going to say to you you know different things because i and, and you know a lot of times i don't consider myself necessarily a poet i'm more of a slam poet um i'm sarc sarcastic so you know satirical things like that um and then i have painting but um it's it's really weird because you know I'm cynical, I'm judgmental, I'm flawed, and I'm fallible. Um, yet I generally paint in a positive themes. Yeah. You know, um, I, I like to paint sets. Um, my 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 office is done here in a set. So, for example, these paintings in here, I've got Abraham Lincoln, Aretha Franklin, Rosa Parks, Michelle Obama, Nina Simone, Mister Rogers. Prince Hall, who started the Prince Hall Freemasonry for Blacks. Then I've got my cousin's wife, who's just an awesome fella. So, you, you know, 
I, I, I painted him. And then on the flip side, you know, I've got people like Morgan Freeman, uh, Denzel Washington, just people, um, oh, um, Keanu Reeves, just people who in life are generally good people, right? Yeah. But when I write, I'm satirical in my slams. Now, now don't get me wrong, because in my paintings, I love to say, be political and uh, paint, make fun of Trump or anybody else who wants to do something crazy and just needs to be kind of called out in a painting mm -hmm. because I like to do something nobody else is going to do, but, I, but I do see a difference. And knowing that I was going to talk to you today actually made me realize that I was sitting here just thinking about it going, well, wait a second, there's a difference between these, but just like when I was in third or fourth grade painting a face half one way and half another, mm -hmm. you know, it rings true today because my very first painting, which my wife now covets, and hangs it in her office at home is uh, I'm in the center and I'm basically unzipping out of a, a woman's costume on each side. So it's like the, the idea is like, we're not just one thing, you know, we're all, we're not, you know, all say transsexual or anything, but we're just, we're diverse. We're not right. as people want to see us. So I think in a way I'm still painting that face in two different shades. And, you know, like in here I'm representing people for civil rights. And then on the other side, I've got a bunch of movie people who I'm just representing that, you know, in life, they got good hearts. You know, they right. try to do good things for people. Um, Morgan Freeman's awesome. You know, that granted, everybody's got their flaws. My painting has one thing. And what, what inspires me, I don't consider myself a, a painter or an artist. I consider myself more like a graffiti artist. You know, people like to stick to a lane of, say, watercolors or oil paintings. I will use anything from freaking Crayola to spray paint to acrylic to oil, whatever I think I have on hand that will get that job done, right. you know, and then I'll just layer it in there. And um, all these paintings in here, people, if you look at my Instagram under the conscious poet, people never realize that a lot of them are done on wood. Like my Rosa yeah. parts, I didn't paint her face. I actually just chose a color of wood that I thought was dark enough for her complexion, you know, and pe people trip out on that because the lines in the wood add to the lines on, on that. And, you know, I just came up with that really, did you say, was I smart enough to just go to Lowe's and say, yeah, this is what I'm doing. No, I, I thought canvas was a little bit more expensive if I wasn't going to be a good painter. I was like, well, I'm going to keep, going to Hobby Lobby and paying these prices right. and I can go to Lowe's and spend like $4 for this chunk of wood. I don't like it. Throw it away. Right. And, and plus the, 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 the canvas, a lot of people don't know when you, when you buy it with the backing from say Hobby Lobby and stuff like that, it is somewhat temperature controlled and moisture controlled. So you can easily damage. Cause I had a whole, I had a whole series um, of evolution with my face in it that I was doing from like baby up where I was like in a tadpole. And then I was in like a little rat with my face as I was growing, but the evolution was growing with my face and practically the whole series got ruined in my wife's office um, through moisture. Cause it's oh. sort of in a basement and she was like, don't throw them away, but they bent. So I didn't listen to her. I threw them all away. And I'm just like, one of these days I'm going to just repaint it and hopefully it'll be better. But yeah. yeah. So I, I use these different methods though. And, you know, everybody's got their idea, but when, when I say judgments, you know, I think it's fair to be a judge. I mean, cause you know what you like. 
Like I, I don't like um, landscape poems and I don't like, I, that's what I call them. And I don't like landscape paintings, you know, just flowers and trees or a poem just about how beautiful it all is because it just doesn't move me, you know? And like a flower, I'm like, we got photography now, you know, it might've been something in Picasso's day, but you know, I'm like, buddy, we got like, I don't know what it is now, 15 pixel, you know, it's right. like, you, you've got this innate ability, but I like to mix images. So I'll also use, you know, projector. I'll look at my phone, you know, but tattoo artists do the same. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But anyways, I'll, I'll let you ask what you want to ask on that. No, you're good. I, I, I've been more, every time you send me a picture of something new that you've done, I'm just continually impressed because you're not a, like you didn't go and take classes for this. You just started doing it. Right. And picked it up. Like it was nothing. And it just, I'm always shocked and amazed. I'm like, God, well, you know, so good at this. And I hate him for it. <laughs> Cause well, he's so good at this. Well, you know, even using a projector, a lot of people are like, so you're, so you're tracing. And I'm like, okay, well, if you think your tattoo artist is tracing, then maybe. Yeah. Right. But, but is it, but with today's technology, we can look behind Picasso's work and stuff like that, and we see the original outlines of everything else. So, yes, the, the painting was painted in over, you know, an original trace or, or outline. Um, so I'll do the same thing, um, whether or not I use a projector or not. But it, it is very hard because you still have to choose the colors. When we go across the board from writings to paintings, I like to hide stuff in them, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, one, I've, I've got a, a, a self-made stamp that does my insignia image instead of signing my paintings. Right. But I, but I also have invisible ink and everything else that I'm going to layer it in there. So then it's not intended for ever, people to know unless you're, by then I'm dead, I'm famous. And somebody's actually trying to, <laughs> you know, capitalize off what I have. And, and so I, I've always lived that way, even with like writing. I, I would prefer to probably be famous when I'm dead. You know, I just don't think I would like fame a whole bunch. You know, a lot of my great writers, despite their flaws too, one, they were all crazy. So that fits, um, you know, like Bukowski, uh, you know, Nietzsche, th- these people, Van Gogh, they, they were famous after they were dead, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Bukowski somewhat while he was alive, but how much alive was he really, you know? Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I kind of joke about things like that, but so I hide those things in the paintings, but mm-hmm. in my books, most people just write a volume of poetry. And then, so I, I always tell people, you know, poetry was originally that thing. Like for me, I use it to slam the government who I've always worked for, but right. I write under, I write under a pen name so I can right. say what I want. I could disguise it same way everyone used to do because you couldn't right. talk smack about your government. Well, you know, as I know, I'll get fired if they know. So, right. Can't, but I, I can do it that way, but I don't just write the poem. So if you open up Rosebud of Solitude, mm-hmm. um, you can skip around the poetry book, just like you would Joel's book or something. And you're just going to read poems. You'll like this one. You won't like that one. And you go on. That's fine. It's tons of poems. You won't run out. But if you read the book from front to back, it's going to actually tell you an entire story separate and in between and along with the poems. So it's got a, it's got a sequence. So it's sort of hidden in there. And then I like I like algorithms and matrix. So I like to hide different codes in there. 
Let's see if anybody ever finds it. But my first book, The Letters, for example, it's got poems and it's got letters to women who mostly I have slept with. Yeah. So some of them are good letters, some of them are FU letters, you know? Right. So you, you can pick through the book, read poems, read the letters. It's all cool. But the book from front to back tells a different story. It leads up to tell the person who I am currently with and I love who cheated on me that I almost left them for this one person just because of that. For me, it was my first book. So I said, you know, I'm going to go out with a bang. And I, I just revealed it in the book. I, I've seen other poets that sort of did it like that. And I don't know. I think that's what art is, right? Sort yeah. of. When sort you, of disguising when you first came up with like with the letters when you first sat down and like you know what i'm gonna write this right did you did that did you have that uh, that in uh, that idea in mind from the stop from the start yes or did what, you have what, it going like it, it kind of played I, out that way so i had the idea for the letters probably since i was 18 because i always felt like you know i cared for women more than i ever cared for me like you know, I was always young and good looking. So I felt like I was like the tool, <laughs> right? right? Like I was the Saturday night. I'm like, come on. Cause I'm more of a stay with me forever type guy. Right. I, I felt that way. And so I had this idea about the letters and then over the years I kept writing and writing and then it progressed. But then I was, I like movies say like angel heart where it blows your mind, your mind in the end. You never knew it was coming. Um, what's the one with Kevin Spacey, um, Unusual, suspects. usual suspects. Yeah, blows your mind in the end, right? I loved things like that. And I was like, you know, I got to be able to work that into poetry. So finally, when I had this incident and all this love and heartbreak pouring out, I was like, you know what? That's when I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it that way. Like I said, uh, inspiration is just what moves you, right? You you got the, the kill to do it. But sometimes like, it's about when you see something and you say, I think I could do that better. Mm -hmm. Like if I, if I ever have writer's block, I just go read somebody else's poem, poetry book. And I'm like, Oh, that sucks. No, that, no, I really like that one. I, I could articulate something sort of in that style. I love Bukowski, but I think like 90% of his stuff is sort of crap, but the 10% is totally rocking. Right. It's like off the chart. So I'm like, you know, I like how he's witty. And I think he reading him sort of made me be a little bit more witty and funny in my poems going through, you know, it changes your style where he was like a freehand. And I, I don't know who you like, but, or who you like is, you know, do you like classical paintings or whatever? Right. You know, I don't, I don't like Van Gogh's paintings. Van Gogh was a lot like me. Like I, we believe in the same thing. I believe in painting fast I don't care necessarily about the brushstrokes. I believe in painting fast and getting it done in one setting. But I do the same in poems. I refuse to go back and like re-elaborate over a poem. Right. You know, where as Leonard Cohen, who I ultimately love, would be like, oh, I, I just like feast and elaborate on a poem, fixing this, fixing this for a whole week. I'm like, oh, just, just leave like your original BS thought right there yeah. and, and just sort of run with it, right? Uh, and that's good for me in that style because painting is a little hard to undo, right? Yeah. Unless you're doing oil because then you can sort of scrape stuff off, refurnish and stuff like that. But I'm like, then you got to sit around and wait and let it dry, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and oil, if anybody doesn't know, it takes a long time. And I would say, like, if you want to paint, paint. There's a lot of good books out there to teach you how to, like, draw now. Way better than, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s where there was nothing. 
yeah. you know, just your just your art school teacher that probably also did That's shop and gym. But same thing with writers. It's like um, you can you can self publish. You know, unless you go, you would literally have to go nowadays. Writing school, become a journalist, grind the streets, work it out, have a few podcasts, be successful. You'd have to do a billion things before somebody's really going to pick you up and just be like, "Yeah, I'll buy your novel, right?" And yeah. give you like a big fat check. So you can make just as much money self-publishing, but there's a lot of them that will. You can really go on Amazon, publish through them right there, and do absolutely zero dollars, and you'll even get a paper. You know, you can get a book physical book, not just an ebook. Mm-hmm. And you can start it. And my thing is, is the way I see about life and being and famous is once you get published and you get that ISBN number on your book, you go down in the Library of Congress. All right. So all the greats are in that Library of Congress. I mean, I don't know, they might shove you in the basement. But when the world gets wiped away, just like the pyramids, you're still going to be existing somewhere in that vault for generations, thousands of years to find. And that if that's the best we can hope for and waste all of our efforts, then why not? That system that we're in about popularity is really hard to advance. Because um, like I said, with books, it's the same way. Um, so yeah, you know, go it alone, market it if you want. But if not, just get into the Library of Congress. Right. You know, you, you're going to go down in history, you know, podcast will. No, um, anybody out there, whatever that inspiration is, because you know everybody, you've got movie people, music people, you got to stick with it. You, you got to roll with it, but don't don't let money and finances cut you out of the loop on that. Yeah. Uh, like painting. I'm telling you, I, I buy the, uh, the pine board that's like 28 by 28 or something, 24 by 28, something like that from Lowe's. I'm telling you, it's like four bucks a piece. You know, and now I can hang them. Now I can flip them. I, I could do all kinds of stuff. I could, I could do skin tones on them because when you go there, they have them light color, they have them dark color. It's fun. Yeah. And if you want it thicker so it'll last, you can buy a thicker one. But I also make a lot of uh, election would be think things out of them. You know, because like you're gonna do a yard sale sign. It's like, but you're gonna do one every year, right? Well, go ahead and paint something cool on this wood and just do your little arts and craft thing. Right. And when I go to um, the, the, the craft store, you know, mm-hmm. Hobby Lobby, you'd be amazed at how many like old women I find <laughs> in Cookville that I'm over there talking to them about how to use the acrylic or stuff like this as if I probably worked there. But I'll hear them chatting over there like, well, I want to do this on that. Which one's going to dry quicker? And then I find myself in this conversation like showing paintings on my phone with them and, and they're showing me like watercoloring and I'm like, cool. You know, I, I met a woman that wins a watercoloring crafts event for the County yeah. every year, but I'm looking at it going, it's landscape. You know, a lot of you can paint out there, you know, maybe I should just do like watercolor, like some demons and show up to that, <laughs> <laughs> to that local County fair. Just be like, my stuff rocks. Just to freak some people. I don't know. Do, do something weird. But I know so many good uh, people that are just awesome with watercoloring. You know? And you're like, oh, yeah. You know? Hey, go to your county fair and show show what you do. Like, watercolor your kid or your dog. Right. Um, you know, just just roll with it. Do, do something. Yeah, if it gets you 
you know, engaged in it. It was yep. good talking to you. Seeing you again. Same. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Travis Heisel. How can people find you in your artwork, your books, all that hey, stuff? Hey, the, I'm I'm, a, I'm under the name The Conscious Poet. Um, Instagram is probably the best spot to see images. Um, mm-hmm. I st- I've still got an author page on Facebook that I hardly ever look at because Facebook wants to screw with the algorithms all the time. So but yeah, so does Instagram, no doubt. But um, it's a little easier to find me yeah. more updated on the paintings there. And if you like the paintings, then you probably like the writings because you're you probably got something twisted in your brain. You know, I'm just saying, it's all it's all one pattern, right? <laughs> you're like the guy who would paint this. What is that guy writing? You know? Yeah. Um, now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, and, and by the way, if you want to know what Morgan Freeman and Keanu Reeves and them these nice people that you love look like glowing in the dark. It's mainly their eyes and they look like demons. All right. You take it easy. All right. Thank you for joining us, Travis. And thank you everybody for listening to this episode of time to wind down. Mm -hmm.